This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Welcome to a brand new year of the Armstrong and Getty program from the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, to kick off a brand new year, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The brand new year itself, Jack, looking across the vista of 2019, a year pregnant with possibilities. Or more likely, pregnant with one of those alien things that bursts out of your abdomen. I have got such good stuff on keeping New Year's resolutions. It's the best stuff I've ever come across. Wow. In all your bitter years. Step one, don't make them. Oh. That is a good step. Um, But you could actually keep your New Year's resolutions. But one thing you'll learn from this is you may have made the wrong New Year's resolution. Oh. Oh. So stay tuned for that. Uh, The government is shut down. Well, a quarter of it. And will continue to be for some time, according to pretty much everyone. As it seems that every time they get together and have a meeting, they come out (laughs) more dug in than they were before. (laughs) Oh, you're not only stupid, but you're fat. What? And then they each walk out. We're out. So uh, we're going to hopefully talk to some smart people about that. And boy, Lindsey Graham was good on Face the Nation yesterday, standing up for Trump's side of the argument. Uh, we'll play some of that throughout the morning. So just, oh, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's a cornucopia of uh, the 2019 goodness. Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? I'm doing great. Happy New Year to everybody, and hope you all had a good Christmas. And um, I'm a little sore this morning. My ribs are hurting from all the laughing at the Golden Globes last night. <laughs> I watched that. I have I have two parties, you know, one for the Glo- Golden Globes and the other one for the Pro Bowl. And... <laughs> It's a busy time of year it's for you. It's a busy time. Right? Oh. And, uh... uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, those, I'm hurting. Those were the angels speaking to us. <laughs> I'm hurting this morning. My, my ribs are sore. Uh, awesome. Funny yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, First time ever, I think, I didn't see a second of the Golden Globes. For some reason, I just couldn't make myself watch any of it. Even though it's something I really kind of need to do for this. Too Ooh. much loathing, huh? Yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't bring myself to listen to Hollywood. Luckily, and I knew that Sean would have the highlights, so. Exactly. Yeah, I thought that would cover it. And no. that's what we do around here at the Armstrong and Getty Show. If something is too loathsome to you to actually sit through, but you're kind of curious about it, we'll bring it to you. Yeah, I, I don't mind the, uh, the, 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 the jokes and the awards and all that sort of stuff. As silly as all that is, I, you know, I kind of like to know, oh, what do people think is the best TV show or movie? But I just can't listen to a lecture from the Hollywood crowd. Oh boy! About uh, about uh, how we treat women in the workplace, or or Trump, or anything. I just I just can't handle it. Just wasn't in the mood. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. There are some very famous and well-known undefeateds, uh, mostly in the sports realm, because that's really the only place where that sort of record-keeping competition happened. But you got the you got the 1972 Miami Dolphins. You got your Marky or uh, Rocky Marcianos. You got your uh, your 1972 UCLA Bruins basketball, and you have me at White Elephant Gift Exchanges. I am undefeated in terms of the value that I extract from the gift pool versus wow. the value that I bring to the gift pool. Now, 
Exhibit A is this fantastic jacket that I've been wearing practically every day because it's cold now in the winter. That's uh, that's how it goes. So I got this from the White Elephant Gift Exchange. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's a, great. Like a rain jacket? You came up way with a wearable item of clothing. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> that's what crazy. I, what I brought to the, the White Elephant Gift Exchange was, you know about the Himalayan salt? You know about that pink salt? You seen this? I, don't. I haven't. You haven't seen the pink salt? Well, no. it's, all, it's, it's all the rage. It's, it's, it's better for you. Out it's healthy. The the, people eat the old salt. They're stupid, right? <laughs> So, so I got the uh, Himalayan salt and pepper shaker set with a kitschy Himalayan salt like geode lamp, yes. like those kind of crystal lamps that I don't know eight year olds think are really cool or have Fantastic. magic powers. Yes, my kids think they're rich when they have those. Yeah, so so I I, I dubbed it the the Himalayan salt shaker starter set. And, uh, and that's what I brought, and I came away with this fantastic jacket. <laughs> yeah, usually those white elephant gift exchanges, you're, you're looking for the closest trash can nobody will see you put it in as you head on out the door. i got to do a TED Talk on this or something. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. All right, Marshall. Well, I tell you, I'm doing very, very well. As you know, I spent Christmas in Woodstock, New York. Had a great time. Saw many of your pictures. They were fantastic. i got to tell you, the travel there and the travel back was killer. 19, 20 hours in transit. But I did fall in love with a red-haired girl from New Rochelle in the downtown Albany uh, bus station. Yes. Wow. yes. Love at the bus station. Fell in yes. love at the Albany bus station. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was picturesque. It's a title of a book or a song yeah, or a that, golden globe. Nothing says love more than Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, went out to the town square in uh, Woodstock on New Year's Eve night. There were at least 2,000 people out there. There you go. All singing, dancing, welcoming in Santa Claus. And then the day after Christmas... Went out to the site of the Woodstock concert, Max Yasger's Farm. And as promised, Joe, by the time I Marsh took, got to Woodstock, I took the sacred spoon. This, this is the sacred spoon. And went out to the Wood, uh, or the Max Yasger's uh, farmland. It's a wood spoon. It is for a Woodstock. Wood spoon, yes. Indeed. And with the permission of the owner, of Max Yasger's farm, yes. I dug up oh, this. It's Woodstock soil dirt. Soil and a rock. It's wow. <laughs> a rock. Yes. Just so, like they rocked in 1969. Yes. So you have dirt from the farm where Woodstock was held in 69. That's and probably, a rock. That's probably got actual hippie juices in it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Great oh, yeah. Scott. And you'll notice a container. That container was given to me to put the sacred dirt in by the owner of the farm, itself fantastic nice. super thereby keeping its integrity intact what's, yes what's the, <laughs> what's, what's the story with this spoon which the handle is wi- like wire heavy wire crafted into a spoon and then the front is wood where did that come from it was one of those pre-christmas miracles you know i was looking around i had an idea what i wanted to do i mm. went to a so i get the wacky spoon too oh yeah oh, oh wow. it's a presentation <laughs> my Man, friend he put that dirt up next to a like a, a Jimi hendrix album cover in a glass oh, yeah. case and that's oh, yeah. that's something right yep, there yep, sure and you, right. you can smell the hippie from here i'll <laughs> fill out a certificate of authenticity and sell it on ebay even better than that there's a photo of me floating around which i still have to download of me digging up the actual dirt on the farm <laughs> yes i want to see that that's yes. fabulous. Did the dirt smell of uh, urine, sweat, marijuana, and sex? Patchouli. Uh, yeah, more, more, it was more patchouli, yes. Fantastic. Right. That's yep. awesome. Uh, I'm Jack go. Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. I get to say for the first time this year, Monday, January 7th, year 2019, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, contract says we got us, so let's begin officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, here comes uh, the A&G show for 2019 at Mark. I think I like to think of myself as a trim tab. 
and all of us are trim tabs. We may seem like uh, you know, we're uh, not up to the task, but we are, man. We're alive. We can, we can really, we can make a difference. What the hell was that? That was, uh, that was the dude. That's what happened. He was abiding. That's what happens when the edibles kick in, right? When you accept the award. <laughs> so Jeff Bridges um, accepting the Lifetime Achievement, the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award, and came off as very Jeff Bridgian. Didn't feel the need to be sober for the uh, speech. Well, it's hard yeah. to say. It's becoming more and more clear that the Big Lebowski is actually right. a documentary about a guy <laughs> named Jeff Bridges. He was streaming his consciousness, <laughs> man. That's hilarious. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Lindsey Graham unchanged. Blast the Dems for the government shutdown. Looks like the U.S. is going to slow our roll out of Syria. And one of the wildest NFL play-by-play calls ever coming up. Yeah, I was happy with Trump's move in Syria, and I'm afraid he's caved to the foreign policy uh, deep state. But we'll talk more about that what? later. How does sensible caution, sir. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. We have the uh, year's first weekly shower thoughts and... Uh, Various thoughts on 2019, including a prediction of the apocalypse. Awesome. I can't wait to get to... This is going to be so helpful to you. If you still have your New Year's resolutions intact, because we are a full weekend, and often they go by the wayside by now. But you can get back on that horse, because i got some great info on that. So much today. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. for the end of the government shutdown. Hit you with those from all the smart people out there. Oh, because it will eventually end. And I want Sean to to calculate something for me. I know there's a calculation that you put in place. This will be my first sexist statement of the year 2019. Wow, of many. For sure. If you saw 60 Minutes last night, AOC was uh, featured. That's what she's called now, AOC. Everybody calls her that. Um, I want to know... And she's the lead story on 60 Minutes, right? Yeah. She's a, I want to know how... Eight-year-old bartender. How much of her fame... 70%. Is her being hot. 70%. You, you, you calculate that during <laughs> oh, yeah. mailbag, Sean. Yeah, Sean ought to be in charge of that as the young single man. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. How much of her fame is her being hot? So Sean will calculate that. We'll stay tuned. Mailbag. Woohoo! <laughs> How come your first sexist statement puts me in a position to possibly get fired? (laughs) I'm crafty that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Let's uh, let's start with some uh, fabulous well wishes. First of all, this is from Chris the Cynic, who uh, uh, leads off with some remarkably uncynical notes, which will stand in for all of you who have been kind enough to welcome us back from vacation. Um... Uh, wishes for the family, my uh, customized hip recovering, and it's doing quite beautifully. He mentions uh, uh, gratification and joy seeing the fundraiser for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station going over a million dollars. Wow. And Chris the Cynic was inspired to give again. Wow. Which is, again, more beautiful than cynical, my lad. Uh, so thank you very much for the note. Then he attempts to offer up the first band name of the year. We do the band names, not you. 
So there you go. You may not be a cynic, but you are an idiot. Joe at the first yelling at somebody who took the time to What's write the in. What's with the, you? You claim to listen to the show and you don't know how it works. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, he's looking forward to chaos and ugliness in 2020 uh-huh. as well as oh, oh, Chris. Oh, I forgot to mention what I'm so excited about. Oh, my. The the danged 2020 presidential election is up and in full steam, and I am oh. so excited. Oh, my. I am I'm driving around, walking around with a giant bowl of popcorn. I am so into the 2020 race. But will it be good for the country? No, but it's going to be so entertaining. I can't wait to talk about that. All right, so any, where, where was I? Oh, looking forward to Marshall's 10 push-ups, Michelangelo's traffic tips, Jack eating his truck. Joe augmenting most of his body to become a cyborg with positive Sean's encouragement and GoFundMe skills and learning more about the mysterious Hanson. Uh, BBM, BBBMI 2019, bring back the Bonmo of the day in 2019. <laughs> Chris, the <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, and then this uh, from uh, Anna. Is that right? Yeah. Who was, uh, she ran out of a podcast while we were on vacation from the current day. And so went back to 2002, January 2002. Oh, what a great time Woo! to be alive. Way back then. Uh, and she she runs down the entire episode, including it was just after uh, George W. Bush had choked on a pretzel and passed out. So we were talking a great deal about uh, pretzels and their dangers. And <laughs> we had <laughs> listeners come in to see how many pretzels they could eat before they choked. We did? Yes. Wow. Yes. And uh, uh, one contestant what? was... Un- <laughs> Was that you before you swallow? It was a different era. Was that before or after you made people smoke cigarettes for basketball tickets? <laughs> eh, roughly the same time. Yeah, same era. Um, let's see. Uh, and one contestant was a nanny, which led Joe to thinking, that's me, about uh, starting. And I apologize in advance for the uh, the strong language, folks. I was uh, going to start Joe's hard-ass nanny service with our motto, by God, they'll behave. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Also mentions I had just been neutered, um, and that uh, little D, who's my college student, home right now, was uh, two years old. Wow, uh, you, you had not dr- given up drinking yet. Well, no, I no. am close. Um, so you have been without testicles. Well, <laughs> no, not technically. They just disconnected them. I'm not actually neutered. Okay, well, you've been less than a man. <laughs> For okay, that's better. <laughs> for 17 years. Ah, uh, so it would seem. That's incredible. Time yeah. flies. Yeah. Time flies when you're impotent. Not impotent. That's totally different. I'm unfertile. Yeah. Thank you. And she mentions that we're way nicer to our old person, news person, than we are to Marshall. Mm. Yeah, maybe she deserved nicer treatment. <laughs> wow. wow. Here, here are your... <laughs> it's called justice. <laughs> here are your weekly shower thoughts. It's compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. He welcomes us back from vacation. It's great to be here. Uh, especially uh, me, having had the hip surgery, I haven't physically been in the studio for a month. I did, you know, a week from home. Uh, so here are your weekly shower thoughts. There's no reason to get mad at all the new people at the gym this month. They're the reason your gym membership isn't twice as much the rest of the year. Hey, that's a good way to look at that it. That is a good way to look at it. 30 years ago, everyone could afford a house, but no one could afford a big screen TV. These days, everybody has a big TV. No one can afford a house. Mm. You sound like AOC. Oh, right. Right. She Guevara. Alexandria something or other Cortez. Right. If we had blood flowing through our hair, haircuts would be terrifying. Oh, 
Well, we wouldn't get haircuts, you numbskull. God, my kids got haircuts over the break. I'll have to talk about it. They weren't happy with them. Oh, it's the really? first time they, I don't know if it's the combination of them being old enough to care. Yeah. And uh, just wasn't what they wanted. And oh, both of them so unhappy with their haircuts. Wow. Turned into a thing. You call that a mohawk? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Young lads angered at their haircut. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll skip that one. High school graduation is like a two-hour movie of just end credits. <laughs> yeah. Well, college is like that, too, but with some sanctimonious speaker that makes you want to tear your hair out, in my experience. Uh, there is a very famous painting of dogs playing poker, mm-hmm. but dogs would be absolutely terrible at poker. Their tails would wag whenever they had a good hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. That's beautiful. Oh, little D home from school, and her uh, her her young gentleman friend has come for a week's visit as well. Um, oh wow! And he is perhaps the world's greatest dog lover. And Baxter, my dog, is just in heaven because he's getting so much attention. Because little D's a dog freak too. Or he understands that dad likes the dog, and uh, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> oh, why why must you attack everything from the cynical side? Uh, let's see. Oh, this one's beautiful. The average quality of skipping stones is decreasing as all the good ones are being thrown into the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That really is. It's inevitable. It might be by a small margin, but it's true. When it rains like it has lately, we end up with little ponds around our place and the kids like trying to skip stones. Oh, excellent. Time honor. How long have human beings been amusing themselves by skipping stones across water? As long as they've had arms. Right. Right, so the 1740. <laughs> I like when you get like the first really big jump and then a bunch of little small yeah. ones. Oh, oh, sure, you got to count them, but too. But how about the occasional, you just threw it in the water. I mean, it just goes... <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my wife. Yes, <laughs> so we've attempted it. And finally, in the wake of the Golden Globes last night, and wasn't that fascinating, I enjoyed every single minute of of it, and if anybody tells you I was out uh, with the family for pizza... Talking and laughing about real life and not watching TV, they're a liar. Uh, but acting is just pretending to not be acting. How about that? Acting is pretending to not be acting. Yeah, well, that's the whole you can see them acting thing that people right. say, which is uh, sometimes you can. Yeah. <clears throat> as long as we have time, uh, Aaron in San Diego with a note I enjoyed, he says, I frequently find myself in a conversation about how the end will come. Really? For for him or for humanity or humanity. for the world? Okay. Humanity, yeah. <clears throat> Who do you hang out with, dude? Anyway, uh, Jesus return, nuclear war, climate change, space rock, whatever. I think the events described in the book of Revelations will kick off when we marry our sex robots, thereby adding an R to the LGBTQIPD acronym, uh, R as in robosexuals, and then the end will come. The end of humanity. Hmm. Yes. I don't know if that'll happen. End of modern civilization, maybe. I'm going with uh, a combination of disease and war. Mm. You know, I'm fond of modern civilization, but I'm willing to give something else a try. Yeah, starting over probably wouldn't be bad for mankind. You know, I'll probably just hunker down, you know, peer out my house till things seem calm, and come out and find out what's going on. We're cooking meat over fires again? Okay. Sean's calculations on the hotness of AOC coming up with Marshall's News on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Interesting stories to talk about. Uh, the government shut down uh, AOC on um, 60 Minutes last night. The 2020 campaign has begun. You're going to have 
most people think somewhere around three dozen Democrats actually running for president. And I want to talk about all that. I also got the New Year's resolution stuff, which is great. Mm, Super. How to actually keep your New Year's resolution. Here's a resolution. Build a wall. (laughs) Mm. Wow. All right. My favorite thing I heard over the the break was when uh, Nancy Pelosi was being blasted by some for vacationing in Hawaii. I've never liked that angle of political attacks. Rich people going on rich people vacations. (laughs) That's what they do. But um, I liked when... Uh, who's the blonde woman who supports uh, Donald Trump? Kind of ran his campaign there for a while. Oh, Kellyanne, Kellyanne Conway? Yeah. yeah. When she said, more moolah, less hula. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> for the well, wall. the president didn't go to Mar-a-Lago because he thought it'd be insensitive with the federal workers laid off and all, but Nancy went off to Hawaii. Yeah. I think uh, symbolically, it was powerful. Mm. Come on, now you're whining and crying that these poor people... Poor beleaguered people can't get their rent paid, and there's there's poo in the national parks and the rest of it. Well, we're about Why don't to get just in, stay in town. We're about to get into the story with Marshall, but I I think one thing that neither side has calculated in is this feels like the nineteenth shutdown of my life. Yes, and I no longer am that interested, and I think that's true for a lot of people. And I don't think either side calculated that in, and now I think they're into a bit of a what do we do now? <laughs> right, right. How do we get out of this? But let's get the news now with Marsha Fuller. As the standoff continues, Senator Lindsey Graham went on a tear, really going after Democrats for the partial government shutdown on Face the Nation. He was talking about the lack of progress in the stalled talk, saying... We're having to negotiate with people who want to abolish ICE, not support ICE. We're having to negotiate with people who see the Border Patrol agents gassing children rather than defending our borders as professional law enforcement officers. And we're negotiating with people who will give us one dollar for the wall, even though it's immoral, and accuse all of us who support a wall as part of border security is racist. As long as the radical left is in charge, we're never going to get anywhere. The president will compromise, but he will not capitulate. So that's where we're at. I thought he made an excellent point that as long as the leading voices are saying we're a bunch of immoral racists, we're not going to get anywhere. Right. Which is uh, pretty good. Shutdown continuing further into its third week after there were no breakthroughs in the latest talks yesterday with Vice President Mike Pence and senior congressional aides. When he was talking to reporters at the White House after getting back from Camp Camp David, Trump said he may go ahead and declare a state of emergency to fund the wall. We have a crisis at the border of drugs, of human beings being trafficked all over the world. They're coming through. And we have an absolute crisis and of criminals and gang members coming through. But that, you know, it's uh, uh, go ahead, Marshall. I was just going to say that didn't move the Democrats from their opposition. Well, to no, it's, it's money no, to build it's the not wall. going to. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting strategy. The president's floating. It's not going to work. Uh, I wouldn't get too excited about the possibility. Were I you? Uh, there's just you can't make that case. Um, just because there have been a lot higher levels of immigration, illegal immigration, all sorts of things in years past, and it wasn't a national emergency then. It's just, it's too thin a case. We need to stick with, if you like the idea of a physical barrier as part of a strategy for controlling access to the country. And you know who's in favor of that? Everybody but open borders lunatics, including Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. They just can't admit it now because they're way down the road into symbolism land and standing up for what is a good and right land. But 
if you believe that that's a part of border security, this still is easy to get. By. I think it is a national right. emergency. I just don't think you could, as you said, make the case to get the wall built. But it, slow growing emergencies are hard to deal with. Yeah. The national debt is a national emergency. Agreed. But it happens example. year by year by year. Having 20 million people in your country illegally, if that happened all of a sudden in one day, you would absolutely say that's a national emergency. Oh, yeah. People would, would bar their doors and, and, and have guns poking out of their windows. But that's what we have, and it's happened over time. So. Meanwhile, President uh, Trump's national security advisor is now saying U.S. troops will not be leaving Syria until ISIS is defeated and Kurdish fighters allied with the U.S. are protected. As uh, National Security Advisor John Bolton was visiting Israel on uh, over the weekend, he was signaling a pause in Trump's initial plan to pull out the troops. Trump himself now says troops will not be fully pulled out until the ISIS militants are gone once and for all. So what does that mean then? Nothing? So I think he caved to the, the, the foreign policy establishment that believes you fight every war forever. Time will tell. I mean, Marshall, the way you phrased it, is that a quote there? Yeah. Or, or is that your scurrilous liberal <laughs> media bite? No, I'm see, first yelling at Marshall over here. Well, there you I go. break you in. No, right. As far as it's yeah. whimsical. Um, it depends on the execution. I mean, if literally our guys are going to remain until the last ISIS fighter says, I'm the last one. All the uh, uh, bad left last week. I'm it. And, and then he's defeated? Well, then we're going to be there forever. Yeah. If it is until they're functionally no longer an operating military body, then, then Jack, I think you're wrong, and we get out fairly promptly. Got to get an agreement with uh, Erdogan about the, the Kurds so we don't leave our buddies out to dry, which is not an American thing. But you're right. There is a danger that turns into a forever commitment. I was all excited about it, and our own Mike Lyons was okay with it, and Rand Paul, obviously. I saw a great interview with him where he kept saying, can't any of these people, and we've given them billions of dollars worth of planes and bombs, can't any of these people take care of their own problems? Which is a hell of a good argument. And the former ambassador to Syria under Barack Obama loved the idea, because he said, it's a disaster, there's nothing we can do to make it any better. Mm. In the NFL wildcard playoffs, the Eagles oh. took out the Bears 16 to 15. Bears kicker missing a 43-year-old uh, 43-yard field goal at the end of the game that would have given Chicago the win. Here is the Spanish call of that <laughs> failed play. Hey, papa! No, señor! No, señor! Chicago! Chicago! No vamos para New Orleans! Philadelphia got a partido! Le dio el poste! Le dio el poste! He fired! Parky fired! Los Eagles got a good juego! Ay, papa! Wow! The Bears are who we thought they were. You know, I may speak English guy, but uh, I may start listening to that broadcast. So, is that a Spanish Eagles fan? Is that what that was? Or a Spanish Bears fan? I don't know. It's just at the moment. I mean, it was. Time running out, one-point game, Bears for the winning field goal, hits the upright and then the crossbar. Oh, really? The double doink. The double doink and falls over. No, I'm sorry, short. Oh, Bears fans. Now, could you make that field goal with your new hip? No. No, 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 no. I famously kicked a 50-yard field goal on the air many years ago. Yeah, but you couldn't do that now? No, I like the strength. Okay. 
Meanwhile, the San Diego slash L.A. Chargers are moving on to the NFL postseason. The Bolts defeating the Ravens yesterday, 23-17. Next Sunday, they'll be facing the Patriots. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You got your annual Clemson-Alabama game tonight for the National Championship of College, if you're into that. Hmm. Playing it in beautiful Santa Clara, California. By the way, we should we in fact we should talk about this coming up, but we're on a whole bunch of new radio stations now. Um and that whole conscience of the nation thing might hit you as a little Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, as a little uh much <laughs> That's a little much. <laughs> so maybe we should explain yeah, We will explain things. our slogan, the conscience of the nation, in a moment. Also have a great prediction of when the government shutdown is going to end. Uh, all of your pundits from all all stripes politically say not soon. Oh boy. It'll still be going in, in a week at least. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when, I remember so I'm watching Fox News Sunday. He's got this panel of smart people, and he asks them, when's the shutdown going to be over? He wants a prediction from everybody. Chris Wallace is asking everybody. And uh, and they all say uh, weeks or months. Oh, months. I mean, so when they get to Jonah Goldberg, he said this. I think it goes past the State of the Union, oh and uh, I think the living will envy the dead. No, I think uh, um, I do think it goes past the State of the Union, and they will find a way for everyone to declare victory. Which, uh, well, the second part I agree with wholeheartedly, because it's all down to symbolism at this point. Now, I, I played that for two reasons. One, I think the prediction is interesting. Several people said it goes past the State of the Union address. And when is that going to be? I don't know. Soon. But um, it ain't this week. It's the third Friday in... Uh, January. Him saying, him saying fourth Tuesday and the living will envy the dead is hilarious. <laughs> yes. uh, January 29th. That's okay, exactly right. So the end of the month, yeah. the shutdown will still be going on. Yes. The fact that the, by the end of the shutdown, the living will envy the dead is something. And um, uh, and that they both have to find the, the smart people. If, if Nancy gets to be in charge, I think she realizes and Trump realizes we each got to be able to walk out of here with our heads held high. Right. But if the loudest voices are in charge, uh, you're never going to get there. Which was the point Lindsey Graham was making um, and made it quite eloquently. Here's the symbolism, symbolism thing. Uh, Donald Trump promised the wall. We're already underway in the 2020 election. He's gone hardcore. I got to have a wall. I got to have funding for the wall. Five billion dollars worth. So it's very, very difficult for him to back off of that with any, you know, with any sense of victory to to say to his people and swing voters, look, I told you I'd get it done. I got it done. It's very important to him. Then on the other side, you've got the Democrats pretending there's no use for any physical barrier anywhere on the border, even though they voted for it many, many times in the past. Well, she's vowed not one dollar. Well, right, which is an insane thing to say, because if I were Nancy Pelosi, I'd say, okay, look, $5 billion in the federal budget. We spend more on paper clips in the Pentagon than we're talking about here. 
we will have a bipartisan panel to decide where the wall or the steel fence. God, can you can you imagine having a conversation like that in your workplace or your family? Where, where you were, well, I won't do a wall, but I'll do a gigantic steel fence. <laughs> I mean, come on. But So they get together on a bipartisan basis, say, all right, yeah, in, in this part of Texas, it'd be particularly uh, useful. This part of uh, you know San Ysidro, California, would be very useful. And, and this one's fallen down over here in Arizona. So at bingo, bango, you've got $5 billion spent. And the idea that that can't happen or not one dollar, not one foot of fence. I mean, that's just dumb. Well, I'll tell you what my new favorite pundit, Rahm Emanuel, had to say about it. He's your new favorite pundit? Yeah, he is great because he's out of office and can just speak the truth. He is a very wily, smart, understands how DC works guy who is actually saying what is true. Those are my favorite kind of pundits. He had a hell of a run as the mayor of Chicago. He, you know, politically speaking, he hit the upright and the crossbar, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, I'll talk about that later because I want to talk about us. Uh, you know, oh. Armstrong and Getty Show, which is yes. debuting on a whole bunch of new radio stations. The today. conscience of the nation. Yeah, and we need to explain a couple of things about the program. Now, so if you're listening in Sioux Falls or Kansas City or wherever you are listening. Welcome, today, first of all. Shout yeah, out. Absolutely. But that whole conscience of the nation thing. It's something to repeat to your friends, and remember, at all times, the Armstrong and Getty Show is the conscience of America. We take it completely 100% seriously. We <laughs> believe that the nation cannot survive without us talking about the day, the news of the day. No, it's it's just, I don't know what it is. What well, is it? Our, our, old slogan, <laughs> our old slogan was over the top, and I was trying to come up with something that was even more over the top. It's pretty over the top. And so uh, I just spouted out the conscience of the nation, which is probably a bit more responsibility than we deserve. Um, it's, 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 it's more or less a joke. We are occasionally the conscience of the nation. We are more frequently the... Uh, the talk radio show in the back of the class, crack and wise as the teacher talks, frankly. Because we find a lot of uh, what's going on absurd. And when we call, uh, we call uh, the absurd on their absurdities. And as we always say, if you tune in and you don't like the show, give it some time. If you still don't like it, your standards are clearly too high. Right? <laughs> right. This is free entertainment. Miss Picky. You know Come on. You know what you're paying for this? Nothing. Right. Right. Um, I, I was thinking about this. There's some music I came across over the weekend that uh, it was recommended to me by somebody I like, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it at first listen. And by like fifth listen, it's my favorite album in I don't know how long. <sighs> that happens a lot, doesn't it? The stuff I like immediately, after the third time I hear it, I never want to hear it again in my life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think talk radios, certain certain amount of talk radios that way. L- right. I think if you give it some time and you get an idea of what this show is about and the different characters, Sean and Michael and everybody involved and everything like that and different takes and uh, and how we change our minds sometimes. and Sure. And sometimes we say stuff we don't even, we, we're being sarcastic. Sure. Well, oh, yeah. Once yeah. you catch on to that, I think you'll like it. Um, at first listen, it might seem odd compared to the stuff you usually hear. Yeah, I, I would illustrate it this way. But again, it, it just takes listening because there's a certain richness and complexity to it. Um, <laughs> no. A Look, depth that you're not used to. Well, listen. Not only breadth, but depth. We will say ridiculous things. We will use a, a slightly salty language. We will do various things that will convince you that we're dangerous radicals. But then if you listen to the show, you understand that we are wildly patriotic we're staunchly pro-family. We raise millions of dollars for military charities. 
and uh, and we are uh, doggedly pursuing the truth at all times, um, even as we uh, crack wise from the back of the classroom. So, you know, uh, some people love it. Some don't. And that's fine. But give it a little chance, huh? And we'll take your input on the text line at 415-295-KFTC. So where are you listening today? 415-295-KFTC. Or if you like the email like I do, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Sean, how quickly would you run from this woman? I just saw this headline. She went on a first date and then sent the guy 159,000 texts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And this will shock you, too. They went from affectionate... To wondering why he wasn't uh, responding to overtly hostile to murderous in the course of the nearly 160,000 texts. I'm fascinated to know how the dinner went. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Someone uh, close to me was talking about dating online the other day and how he may give up on the whole social media thing. But he'd gone out with some girl to dinner twice and things seemed to be good. But now it's... Sends a text. She doesn't get a response from him fast enough. What's happened? You know, I, I've spent all day worried. You know, that sort of stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Reminds God. me of that oh, Seinfeld God. episode warning, where she warning. says, uh, I'm breaking up with you. And he says, were we going out? <laughs> <laughs> Similar. Oh, boy. How to keep your New Year's resolutions scientifically. Best thing I've ever heard about New Year's resolutions. Fabulous. We got to talk about AOC on 60 Minutes last night. And uh, the rock star that she has become with the help of the Republicans and the Democrats. She's a hot Raul Castro. 